hey, your kid could be doing better if you just had hope and belief that there was a solution that could help them. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. Join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about how you, mom and dad, or caregiver, need to have belief and hope that they can get better, and how that is how we change mental health. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Dr. Roseanne here, and we're back for another episode where we really talk about solutions for struggling kids, whether your kid is just stressed out or has a clinical issue. This is really about diving in to all those ways that we can help reduce and reverse symptoms, restore some calm in your life, and really help our kids be successful, be the person that they're supposed to be, and really hone in on all those beautiful qualities. And, you know, it all starts with you. And this episode is titled Hope and Belief Your Struggling Child Can Get Better. I don't care if your kid is 27 or they're three. I don't care what issue they have, the intensity of it. The biggest obstacle I see every single day in a child, a teen, a young adult getting better is a parent that has given up in some way, shape, or form, and their vision is gone. They're not sure their kid can get better. They really have gone down a lot of roads, okay? And remember, I'm a pan's mom, and so I am a special needs mom times two. I've been there, and holding the vision, you know, what does that mean? And what it means is that we have this idea of what our kids should be or, you know, can be. And along the way, they struggle. And when we stop holding that vision, and please tell me your vision isn't that, you know, they're a straight A student and going to Harvard. It's great if that's what they want to do. But our vision of our kids is, you know, smiling faces, being happy, feeling comfortable with who they are. This is what creates success. This is what creates wealth, Um, (laughs) right? And this is what a lot of people have to do later in life in their 40s and 50s. So let's focus on the vision of what you want for your child. You're going to adjust for the circumstances. This stuff stinks. I would normally use lots of potty words. And it's a journey you don't want to take. It's a journey that was given to you, right? I was already working with special needs kids before I got my own. Do you want your kid to be perfect? Of course, but it's not a reality. One in two kids have a physical or mental health issue pre-pandemic, 10 years before, gosh knows what it's going to be now, right? So I think it's really important when I say that we have to really have hope and belief because what happens is people come to me and they're like, I want this to work, but... (laughs) So you know when you say but, it disqualifies the first part of the sentence. So I want this to work and talk to me about how this works. Talk to me about what healing looks like. That's very different from when somebody came to me recently and they're like, "Um, I really want this to work, but what is your exact success rate, they say to me. And I was like, I get it. You're not sure. And whatever you choose as your therapy, as your modality, 
in the natural world, right? Because I believe that medication is overused for our kids. We don't have research to substantiate it and a story. And it should never be the first line of defense. So when you choose that as your first line of defense, that is the first mistake you are making. And you're probably watching this and listening to this because you know that, right? But when you work with a provider, you have to trust the process, right? So I know you're broken. I know it's hard. But when you don't trust, you instantly at that subconscious level interfere with hope and belief. And when we see how our kids are changing, we talk like that, right? When we see success and say success versus like, this really stinks. I'm not really sure it's going to work versus I am so grateful for this. I can't wait for this to work. I can't wait for the changes that this new therapist is going to bring into my life and teach my kid how to talk back to his anxiety or talk back to his OCD. So, you know, we have to really start changing how we look at our kids change. And besides having hope and belief, we also have to have patience. Patience isn't my forte either, people. I remember the first time I went to Jamaica, they had this awesome smoothie bar and I'm waiting and I'm like the second person. And it was like 15 minutes in and I found myself so irritated. And then I was like, I'm in line in Jamaica what am I rushing for? Right? Like, what am I doing? And I was like, knock it off, Roseanne. And then I was like, thank you for helping me to be in line. And, and then I don't have to actually do anything, but be in line and be in my own thoughts and sort of enjoy the waves as I was looking out. And so having patience for healing is hard. It doesn't mean we keep sticking at something when we know it's not working, but we, again, we have to trust that process. We have to hold the vision We also have to do the work. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD? Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to 13 Alert more. So change doesn't happen overnight. And we have to make little steps towards that. Remember, you're going to see this in a lot of my videos. Those of you who are listening to this podcast, I've got my magic wand out again because we have become an impatient society that things happen overnight. And I want to say that When we recognize that things take time, we understand what the work is, right? And it's, I always talk about working smarter, not harder. You already are spinning your wheels. If your kid is struggling and you're looking for solutions, it's because what you're doing isn't working. And that's okay, people. Remember, it's going to be okay. That's why I named my book, It's Going to Be Okay, because I tell it to every parent. I've been there too. We, we all get on the worry train. We all get scared, right? But we have to make 
and implement, trust that process, do the things that our provider or whatever program we're doing, whatever we're doing, we have to stick with it. There has got to be consistency. And remember, nerdy, brainy stuff with Dr. Rowe, the brain needs consistency. We have to have a constant in order for our brain to accept the change, okay? So if you haven't heard me say this, it takes 34 times to do something to master it at that automatic level where your subconscious is sort of just doing it. You don't have to think about it 34 times. If your child has a learning, a processing, emotional issue that's interfering with how their brain is absorbing information, it's at least three times that. So it's a hundred times. So the doing the work, being consistent is really super, super important. And this is where we have to celebrate the micro steps. So I think besides the trust and the belief that your kid can get better and really, really staying the course, saying, okay, you know, I always say to people, healing looks like the stock market. It doesn't look like a takeoff to outer space would be nice. Okay. I'm not saying every once in a while I don't have a takeoff to outer space. There's a lot of variables or a lot of pieces in that. But healing is sort of this up and down, if you can imagine that stock market. And when we celebrate those micro steps, we're also seeing success and saying success. And why is that important is our brain will believe anything you tell it. So tell it good things. When you say it out loud, this isn't going to work. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Whatever it is, your brain, your child's brain is going to believe it. So when you say to your kid, hey, I see this is hard. You know, what can we do differently? You know, I look forward to your project being in on time instead of you're not getting that project in on time. And don't get me wrong. Nobody's perfect people. And this is the change that happens over time when we have patience. We have to do our work. So if our kid is struggling, it doesn't mean we are the source of it, but we can be a powerful cultivator in that agent of change. So it's just so important to really always hold that vision, really have that hope and belief that your child can get better. I can't tell you how pivotal this is in your child's healing journey. The moment you give up on hope, let me tell you, it's very insidious and it gets in there and it makes healing harder, not impossible, but your journey is already hard. So start shifting what you're doing, start seeing and saying success out loud. Really, this is so unbelievable in how you can cultivate change. This is a micro step. I have every faith that every parent can do this. And I have these conversations because I want you to know the power you have at a time. If your kid is struggling, if your kid is in crisis, then you feel powerless. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I look forward to having you on the next one. Parenting is so hard. And there are so many ups and downs. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, when you have belief and hope, it's going to be okay. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, 
school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.